The second you're serious about an idea, um, you want to seek outside help because there's like just so much you don't know in the process. Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest Ecommerce. Today, I'm welcoming to the show an amazing guest, another podcast host. So you should be in for a treat. We at least know how to carry a conversation. Kirsten Ross is the CEO of Launch and Scale. They help validate Launch and Scale new products to six-figure e-commerce brands. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So I kind of explained what Launch and Scale was, but how about you dive in a bit more so people know what you're up to these days? Yeah, for sure. So um, at Launch and Scale, we help um, really new entrepreneurs build e-commerce brands. So we do that by helping them launch products using either Kickstarter, Shopify, and then scaling it up by helping them build their audience um, really to six figures and beyond. We do that either by partnering with them on the marketing side, or we also have group coaching, um, an accelerator that helps uh, really train teams in how to do that. That's amazing. Because that's like a question I ask every guest on this podcast is like, after like the ideation of the product, which is something a lot of listeners like are always curious, like, where'd that come from? It's, well, how did you validate it? Right? And yeah. it's a very wild west of answers that I always get. So I was looking forward to talk to you about kind of a, a process that people could go through. Yeah, I love that. So how did you end up launching your own business? Take me back in time. Like what was what was the journey like to get here? Yeah, uh, super messy. I I really fell into what I'm doing. I don't come from a digital marketing background or a marketing background. Um, but essentially, I uh, super quick version of it is I was... Um, coaching entrepreneurs out of university, teaching them how to run house painting businesses. Um, I did it with a local um, company here called Student Works Painting, and it ended up really um, jumpstarting my entrepreneur career. I was someone that knew that I needed to, to be my own boss, but I wanted to learn business. And so from that, actually working across Canada, coaching new entrepreneurs and taking people with literally no experience and taking them to a six-figure business level in under a year was what I got my hands dirty doing. And after leaving that, I was in my mid-20s. I ended up um, traveling, super lost, trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I decided that I wanted to start my own consulting agency. And at this time, I just happened to partner up with the founder of a product back in 2015. And he's like, Hey, I want to do this thing called crowdfunding. And I was like, no idea what that is, but I have a podcast. How hard can it be? And we ended up like taking that product within three months and launching that on Indiegogo. And it was an epic fail. Um, we, we ended up raising like $17,000 out of our $50,000 goal. But if you know, in the product space, it was a hardware product. So we actually needed like quarter million to a half a million to do anything. So like at this point in my life, this project was dead in the water, but we couldn't understand how a weight loss product could fail. So we decided to go back to the drawing board and see if it was the product that sucked or if it was like the implementation and like how we actually like did the launch. So 
it turns out we just didn't know what we were doing. So we decided to get some help, launch the product right, and we relaunched it three months later. And where we went from like an epic fail to a launch that went viral, selling over 5,000 units and $600,000 worth of orders at this point. And that change from epic failure to viral hit within a few short months got me talking about like what we did differently. And that is how I started to kind of get new um, like hired by companies to launch products. And it was just like one success after the other, after the other, after the other. So that's how I like focused in on crowdfunding. Um, but where we get to today is it's funny. Cause if you look at my content, I'm actually advising most brands not to go to Kickstarter. And I think we'll be getting into like why that happened, but, um, the crowdfunding scene has really changed over the last three years with supply chain, and it just being a really oversaturated market that we've actually ended up having to shift our strategy to helping entrepreneurs um, launch in a way that wasn't as much of an upfront risk and um, really to, just to take more ownership over their launch. So over the last three years, we've been shifting into more of a pre-order focus or just going straight to Shopify to do product launches as opposed to using a third party like Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. So it's been like a wild ride to go from learning how to have multiple six-figure product launches into how to take those same principles into applying that to new products through how you validate them, how you build audiences from zero, and how you just kind of do that own brand launch on your own website. So it has been a crazy journey, um, but that's really over the last eight years, like how I got here. Absolutely. So I want to before we get into it, I really want to kind of like clarify real quick. Uh, when we're saying Kickstarter in this episode, we kind of are using it as a generic term for all of the crowdfunding things out there. You yes. got you know Indiegogo or Patreon, like they. We're just going to use Kickstarter to keep it easy, right? Yes, a hundred percent. All right, yeah, because I, I I know that some people would come back to me and be like, "Well, you guys are ragging on this one. What about this one?" We're talking about all of them. It's a different. It's just a way to do it. Exactly. Kickstarter means all rewards based crowdfunding. Okay. So when you were speaking about all the successful launches, you said because you validated them. So I guess let's just like dive in there. Um, why is that important and to have a successful launch? Yeah. Okay. So if for new products, um, when you look at the cost of developing the prototype manufacturing inventory, thousands of dollars, like even if you want to do a simple product like a journal, it's minimum 20K to get that off the ground. And you have two choices. You can either spend your own money to do that, get a bunch of product and then try to sell it and hope it sells, or you try to validate to mitigate some of that risk. And so what you want to do is validate your product before you buy inventory. And what I mean by validate is like prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that people will buy your product when you go live with it. And validating products in the Kickstarter world is more important than ever because I found that um, people were getting into the habit of launching products on Kickstarter to validate their product. And I think that with the how expensive it is to go to Kickstarter now and how much goes into the process, you really need to do pre-validation before you commit to doing 
a launch on Kickstarter or before you really commit to a mass market launch um, because there's just so much to risk. So um, there are different ways to validate, but it's definitely something you want to do to like, you have an idea and then you first want to say like, hey, is is it solve a big enough problem that people will pay for it? Then how can we actually run a small controlled test to see that people will actually buy my product before you then go to that next level of like mass market manufacturing. Absolutely. I know that uh, our listeners would be mad if I didn't ask for any more like specifics around that. You know, there's people out there that have what they believe is a good idea right now. So is there anything tactical that you could be like, go try this or go do this? Yeah. Depending on how difficult it is for you to get a small run, I would suggest that you like get a run of 10 or 20 or 25 units that you either make yourself or you just do a small run from a manufacturer and you pick up the phone and start getting friends and family to start buying that. Or you start trying to sell that yourself. Um, That is the easiest way to do it. I talked to a really smart founder yesterday who is, he has a seven figure brand. He's already selling on Shopify, but he's bringing a new product to market. He he's like, look, before I invest $30,000 in inventory, we've ordered 60 units from the manufacturer that we are going to release to our list in a small run and see what the feedback is like. That's another way you can do it. Ultimately, get a small run and try to sell it. And if you can't get a small run because your your um prototyping costs are too high, then you can do a different level, which is what we do internally, um, is more of like a VIP program where when you go to um, spread awareness for your product for an upcoming launch, you can ask people to pledge a dollar to reserve a bigger discount for the product. And then based on the amount of people that give you a dollar, you can then forecast, is this enough to um, for us to go to launch with it. So that's like a really common strategy before Kickstarter, um, is to, to do that, to like ask people to put down $1. And then essentially you want to see about six, 7% of people give you a dollar to then forecast that, okay, when we put more money into this thing, we know that we're going to hit our launch target. We know that there's demand for this product. Um, but you're going to see that the, both ways of validating a product come down to asking people to give you money. I don't think a product is validated when you go to your mom and she says, sweetie, that's such a great idea. You, by someone giving their email address to you, that's not validated. People vote with their wallets. And so you have to have a transaction of some point. Otherwise it's not good enough in my mind to then go and sink 20 grand into a product. I know earlier I said that I love interviewing podcast hosts, but you yeah. make my job so much harder. I'm so sorry. Because uh, you're answering the questions before I can ask them. And now I have to think. <laughs> I can give one word answers. I can be like, yes, that's right. And be like, no, no, you're doing fantastic, Kirsten. <laughs> this is this is amazing. Because when you uh, when you mentioned fin- friends and family, I was immediately going to be like, oh, they're they're nice because they have to be. <laughs> exactly. And it's about the like, it's about the money. And it's really fascinating because like, you know, when I say go to market, like we, you can really take the same principles of Kickstarter and apply that to Shopify. But the difference is that with Kickstarter, there's more money on the table because you have to build a huge audience. You need to 
risk a lot of time up front before you get that back. So I would argue that with a Kickstarter campaign, like you have to do a much higher level of validation because you put more into the launch itself as opposed to like just, you know, going straight to Shopify. Awesome. Let's kind of dive in there a bit more. We're already kind of talking about the pros and cons of Shopify versus Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, me, this isn't particularly me, like my area of expertise, but I'll kind of let you know what I think about it and you can tell me where I'm right or wrong. Yeah. With Kickstarter, you're going to have a, a way bigger market to, to potentially get eyes on your product, but the detriment to that will be they take a they take a hefty fee for those eyes. Whereas Shopify, you're going to get a higher percentage of whatever you raise, like 100% basically, minus fees. Um, but it is up to you to bring the eyeballs to the product. Yes. And can we dig a little deeper than that? Absolutely. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. Oh, well, no, you've got a really good surface level. Um, so Kickstarter takes 5% uh, for like a matchmaking fee for every dollar raised on their platform. And then there's a payment processing fee, which are it's 3%. And so arguably you need to pay that with any payment processor. But um, people look at Shopify versus Kickstarter and they think, I want to go to Kickstarter because they have this built-in audience. Why am I going to tr- like go to my own website when I have to source 100% of the traffic myself? The reality is that Kickstarter has become the most popular platform for small businesses to launch new products on. And the way that Kickstarter makes money is they make money when your project is doing well. They make money with popular projects and when their backers or their customers come back. So it's in Kickstarter's interest as a business to make sure that they're promoting popular projects because they make money. So when you look at the strategy that goes into a Kickstarter campaign, in order to be a popular project and for Kickstarter to show you to more people, which is where you get that, like, you know, you get discovered by their community and you get that organic traction on the site, um, is that you need to prove to Kickstarter you are that popular product. And the way you do that is by building an audience before your launch that's actually going to buy your product as soon as you go live on Kickstarter. So you have a couple of problems with this. Uh, First off, A, it makes sense because you could put some strategy into ranking on Kickstarter. But because Kickstarter has become such a popular platform for new products, the price to get on Kickstarter means that because there's more projects, there's more competition, it's harder to rank. And because of that, you end up putting in a lot more time and money building a massive audience that's actually going to um, help set you up for success on Kickstarter. So what we've seen in the last three years is that Kickstarter has actually let so many bigger brands or startups with deep, deep pockets launch on their platform that it's become nearly impossible for new guys to like to rank and see success on Kickstarter without spending all uh, like literally 30, 40, $50,000 in building their audience to get that traction. So Kickstarter has actually priced itself out of the game, in my opinion, for new sellers, because the barrier to entry is so high, it's oversaturated. And because of that, it's, you know, there to some point, it's more common than not that if you want to raise $100,000 on Kickstarter, you're literally putting in 50K into everything between the paid ads, the video, you name it, that you're actually left in debt, potentially not even able to service your inventory and get that out to customers without raising more money. So 
it has become super, super risky for new brands to go to Kickstarter because of everything that's happened. So where Shopify comes into it is that because you don't need to build up this huge, huge audience to go to Shopify because there's nowhere to rank on Shopify, you can actually do a more controlled launch with a better budget, with any marketing budget and start small and grow over time, as opposed to this like mega campaign that can potentially put your startup at risk. Absolutely. Now, when you're talking about these budgets and you, you said like, you know, 30, 40, 50K to really make something happen on Kickstarter. Yeah. Where is that budget being spent? Is that is does Kickstarter have an ad network? Are we talking about Facebook, Instagram, TikTok? What what are we doing? Yeah, so 100k, right? And if you assume that you have a six figure campaign, assume that best case 30 percent of all those sales is coming from Kickstarter, where you don't have to pay for that. So then you need seventy thousand dollars to find that. Let's assume that 40 percent of that, say forty thousand, comes from the list that you've built up. Uh, before launch. And that list comes from Facebook, Instagram, Google remarketing, potentially TikTok, like paid ads, if you really want to amplify that. But then when you're live, you also have to keep traffic coming in. So it's also paid ads during the campaign, Facebook, Instagram, Google, to keep that traffic coming in. Um, That's not even to mention if you've partnered with the marketing agency, that's also taking 20K to, to run the campaign or anything like that. So it's it's also five to 10K for a professionally polished video and any video assets that you need. So it's like, yeah, it's expensive to do all that. Absolutely. And, and I, I like that you broke it down like that and you shared some real world examples of numbers. Yeah. Um, and I want to point something out. You mentioned that there's like almost two campaigns here there's a pre launch campaign where you're essentially trying to get emails or phone numbers, I'm, gu- I'm guessing. Yes. And then there's the launch campaign where you're trying to convert those people into sales. Yes. And then find more people. Awesome. 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 So we danced around it, but I, I want you to take a position here. If someone is going to launch a new a new product, your position is do it on Shopify. Avoid all of these crowdfunders. <sighs> okay. I don't like taking positions because it really depends, but I will say... It depends is the, is, is the agency answer for everything. <laughs> yes. But I will say that 9 times out of 10... It is Shopify and two categories. If you're an existing brand and you have an existing audience and your product is a fit for the Kickstarter market, I think Kickstarter is going to be great for you. But if you're starting from zero, you aren't angel backed, you don't have deep pockets and you're more conservative and you don't like the risk association with Kickstarter, Shopify is a better fit for you. Awesome. And then so we... Also, this was mentioned a little bit earlier, but I want to pull out some clarification here. You're, when you're helping these brands on Shopify or advising brands to do this on Shopify, you're not really saying, do the Kickstarter thing on Shopify. No. You're using different language and talking about it in a different way. Could you explain that a little bit more? Yeah. So some people think, okay, so am I crowdfunding on my Shopify website? So what that would mean if you're crowdfunding is that you have you'd use a crowdfunding app and within... 30 days, you hope to raise $10,000 for your project. So crowdfunding will give a time frame and a certain financial amount that you're trying to raise. We, don't, we aren't doing that. What we're doing on Shopify instead is doing a pre-order campaign, which is easier that you on your product page, you say pre-order, 
will be shipping in two months or something, right? So you're upfront about pre-order, but when you turn on your store, you're taking orders. There's no time limit. There's no minimum or maximum amount that you're trying to raise. It's just kind of like, hey, we're launching. We're in pre-order now. Order your product. We'll ship in a couple of months. And then when we're in market fulfilling, we're just going to keep selling at that point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, man, this has been such a fun and and... I'm learning all about this stuff. Um, is there anything I didn't ask you about that you think would resonate with our audience? No, I think it's... I still really love Kickstarter. I just think that this conversation had to be open um, because a lot of brands don't realize this is happening. Or brands, A lot of new sellers don't know that this is what goes into Kickstarter. And so I was just trying to get the conversation started of like, you have you know, all my chips are on the table, you now know what goes into Kickstarter. So you can be educated and make an informed choice when you're choosing your launch platform. Awesome. You mentioned like when brands are starting from nothing and to getting into this, they need to have a little bit more than nothing, right? So what, when is it a good idea for a brand to start exploring the market, potentially talking to consultants like yourself uh, about launching a product? What, what like is the checklist they need to have before they even start reaching out to people? Ooh, yeah. So... When you have an idea and you get to the point where you're serious about pursuing that idea, that's when you should start reaching out to people Um, because there's different levels. There's going to a design firm to see if your idea is like uh, able to be made or maybe you're modifying something off Alibaba or whatever, but you have to first like prove that the product is viable, like you can make the product. Um, At that point, you should start building your audience immediately. And that is when you should really start to talk to someone. The second you're serious about an idea, um, you want to seek outside help because there's like just so much you don't know in the process. So awesome. And if I've listened to this conversation and I'm like, Kirsten knows what she's talking about and I want to get a hold of her, what do I do? Yeah. So the best place to go would be um, our website or YouTube. So our website is launchandscale.co. Um, or we've got hundreds of videos on YouTube that you can just either um, go there for Kirsten or Launch and Scale and you are going to find us. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. We can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own businesses. You can find all the links in the show notes. You can subscribe to the newsletter at honestycommerce.co to get each episode delivered right into your inbox. If you're enjoying this content, consider leaving a review on iTunes. That really helps us out. Lastly, if you're a store owner looking for an amazing partner to help you get your Shopify store to the next level, reach out to Electric Eye at electriceye.io. Until next time.